The next three Sundays, we're going to be preaching about what a Savior. What a Savior. Today, I want to talk to you about His awesome power. Just what He can do. The book of Mark, chapter 5. I'm not going to read the whole chapter until you can relax. But I'm going to read some scripture, selected scripture from it, as I want you to get the story. Because here's what I want you to understand. I'm going to share with you four stories from scripture. They're all about Him. And then I'm going to share the common thread that runs between these four stories. You're going to see some diversity, some uniqueness that applies to all of us because we are a diverse group and we're very unique. But we need to understand what is the amazing thing that ties these stories together. Here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to know. There has never been anyone on earth like Jesus and never will there be. You might want to write that down because that's what makes him so awesome. There has never been anyone on earth who is like Jesus, and there never will be. His awesome power is unparalleled, is unrivaled. As you make your way to, the, the, to Mark 5, uh, the first note I want you to get, there's just two notes, uh, two, two, two things I want you to get. The first is this. The joy of experiencing the power of Christ. Because I'm going to talk about four experiences that you're going to see here in the Scripture. And it starts actually in chapter 4 because I want you to take the stories in context of how they unfold and what happened. There had been a great time of teaching. Christ was, was moving the crowds with his, with his authority and his power. Uh, they, were, they were just clinging to him, crowding around him. And finally said, guys, we need to get in the boat. We're going to go over to the other side. And you've got to catch this. Here's what he says in verse 35 of chapter 4. And that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. That's very important. He's just made a declaration. I finished my business here, and now I'm going to the other side and, and start something new. I'm going to continue my ministry on the other side, meaning not done yet. All right? Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. All right? Now, here's what happened. Uh, and the fishermen said, hey, we're cool with this. We do this all the time. Let's get in the boat. We'll take care of you. We'll get you there because we're fishermen. This is what we do. We know how to do the rigging. We know how to do everything we're supposed to do. Just, hey, we'll take care of you. We got this. And they're in the boat. Problem is they get out in the middle of the lake and, and, a, and, a, and a squall comes up, a, a storm that has both huge wind and, and high waves. And they're scared. Now, let me tell you, when you get a fisherman uh, scared of what's happening on the water, something bad's happening on the water because they don't get scared very easy. They've seen a lot, but they have met the perfect storm. All of a sudden, the waves are high, the, 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 the tide is rolling, and, and the winds are just blowing them, uh, just, uh, just devastating them. And what has happened is Jesus has gone down to the stern of the boat. He's gone to sleep. Isn't it amazing what rocks our world was rocking him to sleep? He wasn't worried about a thing. He was sleeping, and the guys got kind of bent out of shape. They were like panicking. They got afraid, and they said, uh, so they, they said, okay, here's what they did. Uh, go to verse 38. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion, and the disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? I mean, they said, we're going to go down. We can't do anything. We've tried all we know what to do. We've exhausted our resources and our ability, and we're going to go down. Look what happens. 
Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet and be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm, which was miraculous because normally in a storm, you have a gearing down effect. There was no gearing down effect. He simply said, Wind, I want you to stop. Waves, I want you to stop. Be calm. And they did. That's pretty awesome power. As a matter of fact, these fishermen were impressed. They said, we've never seen it like this. Whoa. Hey, look what it says. Why were you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I've showed you a lot. I told you we were going to the other side, but you just thought we was going to drown. Now, guys, the truth in our life, we face a lot of storms, and we forget what God has told us before the storm. He's told us what we need to know. And yet we get caught in the storm and we get overwhelmed and we panic and we begin to forget what he said. First of all, about, first of all, about who he is. He's the master of storms. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. My goodness, there's been nobody like him. And they're saying, man, what a savior. He saved us from drowning. What a savior. Never seen one like him. And then they get to the other side, which the purpose was to meet this guy over there. Jesus knew where he was going, and he knew what he wanted them to experience in the process, just like he does for you and for me. He knows where we're supposed to be going, and he knows what we're supposed to experience in the journey. All of it's a part of making us more to be conformed to his image and to live out and let his life live out through us. So in doing that, they get to the other side, and, and sure enough, as just right on time, when he steps on the shore, he meets a guy who is demonically possessed. Uh, the term there is used legion, which is a, a military term for, for, for a large amount of soldiers. And I, I'm not going to fight over whether it's exact or not. I just know there was an army inside this guy that was destroying him. And so you go, what does that mean? Well, this guy was tormented day and night. As a matter of fact, it said nobody could control him. If you look at this, uh, uh, they, they met. This man lived... Uh, in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even the, with a chain, for he had often been chained by hand and foot and tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. He was literally being destroyed from the inside out. He couldn't go home to his family. He couldn't, he couldn't walk down Main Street of his village. He was isolated, alienated, left to his misery and self-destruction. And Jesus shows up and delivers him from demonic possession. Now, the demons, they know who he is, incidentally. He's not a stranger. They go, oh, no. He's, 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 look, don't torment us. Don't do anything to us. Look, look, they, don't, don't, don't send us away into the pit, man. Let us. And he, to, he, he delivered this man. Uh, the, the demons went into 2,000 pigs. They ran off the cliff and drowned the ocean. And everybody watching was like, what has just happened? Now, the guy who's been delivered is excited. He's singing that song, take these chains off my feet so I can dance. Because I just want to praise him. Man, it's been good. I haven't felt like this in a long time. He was in his right mind. And so, but the other people are going, let me tell you what happened. 
All the pigs are in the ocean. They're dead. And the people said, we're afraid of you because there's never been anybody like you. And we don't know what to do with you. So would you please leave? That happens today. That happens today. Would you please leave? I, I don't know what to do with you. You're, you're overwhelming and you're all, you're all powerful and I just don't know what to do with you. The man wanted to go with him. And he said, no, I want you to stay here and tell your story again and again and again. Tell the story of what I did for you. And I guarantee this guy singing hallelujah, what a savior. What a friend. He'd been written off by everybody but Jesus. Now the truth is, there's people around us like that all the time. Perhaps you're one of those here today. People have written you off, but Christ hasn't. He knows how to heal your life and its brokenness to the very core of your spirit, to give you a new beginning, to give you a whole new power to live by. What a Savior, His power. And then he gets back in the boat, goes back to shore, and uh, he gets there, and he, he's greeted by a guy named Jarius who says, look, you've got to come to my house. My daughter's dying. If you can get there, she's going to be okay. I heard all about you. I've seen what you. You're amazing. There's no one like you ever in all the earth. I need you to come to my house and, and heal my daughter. And you know what? Jesus said, I'm on the way. Let's go. And the crowds were gathered. Everybody was kind of knew what was going on. The, the word had traveled out about him, and, and he was famous. And now he's making this journey, and, and time is of the essence. Time is very, very important. And so then they, they realize what's taking place here. Man, we're going to see something great take place. It's going to be awesome. And they're all chattering and talking. The crowd's getting bigger and stronger. The disciples are certainly in step. I mean, we've seen some great things the last couple of days. It's been pretty neat. We can't wait to see what he's going to do now. And then in the midst of this crowd, there's a, there's a lady who's had an issue of blood for 12 years. She's sick. She has a disease. You see, the first, the first story is about dangerous circumstances where Jesus is the Savior in the midst of dangerous circumstances and does incredible things. The second is a story of how he how delivers from demonic possession and oppression. What a Savior. But this one's something else. This lady's had a disease for 12 years and she spent all her money. She has nothing left. She's gone to all the doctors she can. And now she is also alienated and isolated from society because of her disease. She's considered unclean. And so now what's taking place is she hears about Jesus and she's excited. Something in her is stirred. And while the disciples had hardly no faith at all and were rebuked for it, and the demonic guys just don't know what to do, here's someone who has some faith. And she begins to work her way through the massive crowd and kind of squeezing her way through and pushing her way through because her desire, her heart's desire is to get close enough to touch the hem of his garment that she could be healed because she believes that even from the hem of his garment, there's amazing power and it'll change her life and it'll heal her. And she's just saying, I just, I ain't got to see him. I ain't got to talk to him. I just got to touch the hem of his garment. And she's fighting her way through the crowd. The crowd's moving. She's moving along with them. They're moving at a good pace to get to Jairus' house. And, and she finally gets a break through the crowd. And she reaches out and grabs the hem of his garment. And Jesus stopped. He said, guys, wait a minute. We've got to stop for a minute. Somebody touched me. The disciples haven't got a clue. So, of course, somebody touched you. We're in a crowd. 
There's people all around us, man. They're bumping into one another. Yeah, what do you mean? He said, no, no, guys. Well, you guys are slow learners. Someone touched me with a touch of faith. Power left my body. So right, there was a transaction that occurred and a transformation that occurred. And so what's taking place is now you go, okay, who touched me? The lady knew. I'm the one who touched you with faith. I'm the one that believed enough that if I could touch the hem of your garment, I would be healed. And Jesus, at once, verse five, chapter 5, verse 30, at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? And, of course, you heard the, the response. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it, verse 32. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Not only was she healed from her suffering that day, she was healed from her sin. The dynamic of her life changed. Has the dynamic of your life changed in Christ? You see... He's demonstrating to disciples what he can do. And she's now saying, hallelujah, what a savior. Hallelujah, what a friend. And in the midst of this celebration, servants come from Jairus' house say, it's too late, leave him alone. No reason to go any further. It's done, it's over. She's dead. Now, I want you to understand, there's been the experience of Christ's power over dangerous circumstances, over uh, demonic activity, over disease, and now death has occurred. And now with death comes a sense of hopelessness. He says, my daughter's dead. It's too late. Don't even bother coming. Watch. The men said, verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus and the synagogue ruler, your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Why bother him anymore? Look what he says. Ignoring what they said. Wow. Ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. And he made a journey to the house. You know, I am so glad Jesus ignores most of what we say. Because it just gets the way he wants to do. They're saying it don't matter, it's too late. No. He ignored them. He never gave them the time of day. There's times in our lives as we follow Christ and follow his direction from his word based on the word of God. I'm convinced that the church listens far too much to what the world's saying. And we're letting them influence us. And, and rob us of a power we can have in Christ because we have watered ourselves down so much and deluded ourselves. Now, I'm all for, hey, I'm all for new. I'm all for, hey, let's find a different method, uh, but the message stays the same. I'm, I'm all for pioneering new things. I'm all for that because I believe there's such a thing as new wine and new wineskins. I just believe that because the Bible says so. Matter of fact, Jesus said so. So if that's the case, we need to start listening to what God has to say. And it's about time we start ignoring some of the stuff that really is not true. And so he ignored them because they didn't know. She's dead. What's going to happen now? Well, he didn't. They come in, and so uh, 
Going down in verse 39, he went in and said to them, why is all this commotion and wailing? They were mourning and crying. The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him. He only carried uh, just a select group with him. And when they went in there where the child was, he took her by the hand and said to her, Talatha Kohum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. In experiencing the power of Christ, there's been astonishment, there's been fear, there's been uh, astonishment, awesomeness. You see, there's never been anyone like him in all the earth. No other religious leader has ever done what he's done. Can't come close. For the testimony of Christ is that he was more than a teacher. He was a savior that could transform lives. I think about this demonic man who had broke the chains on the outside but never broke the chains on the inside of his life. But Jesus could do that. See, it's the chains on the inside that hold us back. But Jesus set him free from that. From this one, the issue of blood, he set her free from what she'd wrestled with for 12 years. And now there comes this death that is overcome by the power of Christ. And so it brings the second thing, the joy of expressing the power of Christ. I promise you these people are excited. Now he told the, the little girl, and Jerry's not, don't tell anything. I don't want to talk about this yet. There was a reason for that. That's another sermon. But I promise you he told the guy that had experienced the deliverance from demonic possession, you tell everybody you see, man. You get the word out. Express, express what I've done. Tell people what I've done. And you know what? We've been telling these same stories for 2,000 years again and again and again and again. We have the joy of expressing the power of Christ. And I want to tell you what he did 2,000 years ago. He does with that same power today in setting us free internally. And minister us physically. And carrying us through dangerous circumstances. You see, most of us, we're kind of like about a, a thousand ants on a log going down the river. We kind of think we're the one driving. No. The current's carrying that log. I'm just on for the ride. The church has got to rediscover how to let go of control. We just like being in control too much. Ah, oh, we like controlling stuff, controlling the environment. We even like controlling the move of the Spirit. Ah, oh, we do. Now, you say, oh, we don't. Yeah, you do. Don't, don't say, yeah, we do. We do. We, that's how our comfort is. We kind of go, Lord, I kind of want you to do it this way. I, I want you to work this way. I, I, I want you to, you know, now, not, not too much, not too much, because we just want to make sure we're comfortable. No, we don't need to be comfortable. We need to be reacquainted with the power of Christ. And realize, can I, I've shared these four stories with you because I want to get to the, to the thing. You say, those are four amazing stories and they're great. But what do they have in common? When I talk about the power of Christ, 
that changed these lives. I'm talking about that same power of Christ, the one Jesus who went to the cross and died for our sins. And he has the power. He's the only one who has the power to take those of us who were born in sin with a sinful condition, and we all were. He has the power to take us from our condition of sin and transform us and move us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light in his life. For I am crucified with Christ. I live but Christ who lives in me. That is the power of the cross. That I come to a point of identifying the cross was for my sin, for my brokenness, for my failure, for my horrible living. And he's come to set me free from that and deliver me and to place me into him where I have eternal life forevermore and the power to live out a transformed life. Just as real as the power those people experience in their day. And in that process can be all kind of things. Guys, I don't mind telling you, uh, my, my daughter has a terminal illness. I pray for healing often. It hasn't happened yet, but I haven't stopped praying. And I will continue to pray. I don't care what people say. I, I want you to understand, there's a power that comes. Here's what they all had in common. Please hear this, because this is what I want you to get. This is what I need you to know. Here's what they all had in common. This is it. They had all come to the very end of themselves, every one of them. They had no more resources to pull from. They had no more strength to pull from. They had no more ideology to pull from. <laughs> they had nothing left. They had exhausted self. And in that, Christ comes. He takes control. He responds. And he does that which only he can do, and that's transform lives. I want to say to you today, the greatest need in the church, and it goes, the greatest need in our church, is that we finally come to the end of ourselves. You see, the truth is, we kind of think we fix stuff. Oh, we can fix this, and I can handle that, and I can control this, and the truth is you can't. For God to get the glory he desires and deserves, I have to come to the end of myself. I can't. I can't. I can't save myself. I can't change my life. I can't fix my broken marriage. I, I can't fix the dangerous circumstance I'm in or the Discouragement of faith. I, I can't. And we find ourselves at the cross once more saying, This is, you died for me. And you've asked me to identify with your cross that you could live in me and through me and for me that I may honor and glorify you. It is time we come to the end of ourselves. We've hung on a lot of stuff thinking that's our hope and that's our help. No, it's time you come to the end of yourself. You find a realize you can't save yourself, can't change yourself. And it's time you have a moment of surrender. Confessing, letting self finally give up. Say, God, here I am, just as I am. I come broken, I come mended. 
I, I, I come need of all that you can do for me. I'm in need of your touch today. Have you come to that point in your life? I believe some of you have. Just haven't recognized it. But it's time today to do something about it. Maybe today's the day that you'll finally realize he died on the cross to save me from my sin. And I, want to, I can't live any longer without him. Wow. It's time. Why not now? Right now. At the invitation, come on down. Take my hand. Let's settle the issue of your salvation. Man, let's, let's get where Christ can do work in your life. And you'll be leaving saying, hallelujah, what a Savior. And then, maybe you're here, you're looking for church home, let's have you come join with us. Man, plug in, get involved. But more importantly, as a believer, maybe you're a member, maybe you're not, wherever you're a guest, I want you to know that the invitation is for you to, to have a moment of surrender and finally say, God, I'm tired of living out of myself, my strength, and my own ability, and my own resources. And I want you to forgive me for trying, and I want to just surrender myself afresh. And you see, we don't need more rededication. We just need surrender. That we may walk away an empowered person in Christ. And the world will see the change. And they'll be going, man, what a Savior.